This is the Proud American Podcast, and I'm your host, Johnny Joey Jones. I'm a Marine Corps veteran of Iraq and Afghanistan and a proud American. To me, being a proud American means investing in our children and ensuring they have every opportunity to be the next great generation. And today's podcast is going to introduce you to one of my favorite proud Americans who's doing just that for America's youth. My friend Stan Tucker is the founder of Leap for Literacy, a literacy program he started right here in Atlanta with a focus on underprivileged youth. Stan, thanks for joining us today. Joey, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, growing up, I didn't read a lot. My parents were poor. They Neither one of them actually graduated high school. And so education or reading wasn't a big part of our lives. And I feel like I've spent my entire life trying to catch up. What inspired you to start a program for kids? Yeah, Joey, your story is relevant in a lot of the kids' lives that this program is focused on. A lot of these kids are underprivileged that we're working for. And and just like you, they don't have access to books. And some kids don't have that opportunity that you have of catching up. Some kids stay behind and they, they're always behind. And so one of our programs, the Read and Roll, addresses that situation. We have a bookmobile where we give kids free books. Uh, they get a free book every month. And, you know, I wanted to put a twist on the program, not just pulling up and give the kids a book for just being at school. I wanted them to actually have some kind of investment in it. So what the kids have to do, they have to do one act of kindness every day for a month. And at the end of the month, I come and I give them the book. And, and what I tell them is kindness is the currency to pay for these books. So not yeah. only am I encouraging reading, but I'm also encouraging kids to be kind to one another. So what is it about reading that's so important for children? Yeah, as you know, we, reading is a gateway to any profession that you choose. Um, you have to read to um, be the next Michael Jordan or LeBron James, because <laughs> if you don't do the do the work, you can't get into school to, to play unless you go straight uh, from high school to the pros. But in every field that you choose to do in life, you have to be a proficient reader. And um, if we encourage kids to read and they build that foundation of reading early, the sky's the limit for them uh, when it comes to their future. And I love how you say you're connecting this kind of arduous task of reading with acts of kindness. So right. you're bringing out character as well. Yeah. The kids have trouble accessing books. Is that a big problem in the country? It is. It's a huge problem. And statistics show that most underserved um, households have uh, it's like a one to eight ratio. They have access to one books to every eight that a kid from an affluent household has. Oh, so wow. it's definitely an issue. And, you know, the thing is, if they don't have access to the books, how can they read? You know, sure. and everybody says, oh, there's a library. There's libraries on every corner or in every yeah. town. But if a kid can't get to that library, they, they can't, you know, access the books. And I know we have opportunities now with a uh, digital age where you can go and Google and read online, <laughs> but it's the difference when you're actually reading something, you know, tangible, you know, a book, opening up, turning the pages. It's a different from, from reading on a iPad or a cell phone. So No, I agree. I, I'm to the point now that I'm almost like exclusive to audiobooks because <laughs> I'm just so busy. Yeah. But if I were, you know, eight, nine, ten, twelve years old, 
Um, you know, I might have a little bit more time on my hands, maybe consumed by video games. Right. Are you having to compete with video games and all the technology to get the kids to want to read? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's an issue. I have a, a seven-year-old nephew, <laughs> and, you know, I wrote my own children's book. And, you know, a lot of times when I go visit him, you know, that's what it is. I'm competing with that Xbox. I'm like, hey, man, yeah. let's go and read some books and, you know, let me finish this game really quick, you know. So you're competing with it, and I understand, but I feel like as uh, – um, as adults, we have to model for our kids, you know, yeah. what's important. And I think that's why it's important for us as to be a good role model for the kids and show them what's important. And if I'm in there playing the Xbox, <laughs> you think he's going to pick up a book ever? No, no he's yeah. not. So that's why I'm choosing literacy. And hopefully then I can be a role model for not only my nephew, but all the other kids that uh, I get a chance to impact. Yeah, I've known you for a while. We actually used to work together. Yeah. People don't know that at Camp Southern Ground here in Georgia. And I can I can assure you, you are a role model in so many ways. This is just the next greatest way, uh, I guess, you're influencing kids. But, it, you know, you say that you started this with a focus on underprivileged youth. And obviously there's a disparity there. But is this a program or an opportunity for all kids? Yeah, it is. I, I'm going to uh, go into that in one second. So the way I started this, I used to be a teacher. So imagine this. I'm in my second grade classroom and the book fair <laughs> comes to town. And I don't know if you remember, but the book fair was one of the most exciting days yeah. of, of school. It was book fair and field day. Um, so the book fair comes and I say, everybody who has money to go to the book fair, line up and everyone else continue to, to do your morning work. So I had a few kids line up and granted, I'm working at a Title I school, which is yeah. underserved community. Um, and I had this one little boy come up to me. He said, Mr. Tucker, I'm not going to be able to go to the book fair because my mama said we don't have money for books. Mm. And at that moment, my heart broke because I saw in his mind, he thought that there was something bad about him not having money. He felt shamed. He felt it. shamed, yeah. you know? And my thing was, it kind of started those juices then. I was like, I don't ever want a kid to feel that way because of money. Yeah. And fast forward, things happened and my life changed, uh, the trajectory of my life changed and I ended up working with you at camp and yeah. starting this initiative. So with that instance in the in the classroom it did give me a focus on underserved community but every kid needs to be encouraged to read and to yeah. write so we have programs for just kids in underserved communities, which is the read and roll, giving out free books. Yeah. Uh, but we have a writing initiative that anybody can uh, participate, no matter what socioeconomic status yeah. you are in. And when it comes to reading, like the benefits of reading for kids, you know, we're living in a time right now where there's a lot of things dividing us. You yeah. know, there's racial division that's going on. There's right. political division. There's division over everything. Right. Are books a way that kids can learn about maybe people don't look like them or live the same way they do and maybe develop that appreciation? Is that a part of your program? For sure. You know, um, with the writing program that we have, it's called Share Your Story. And I believe that everyone has a story that's worth sharing yeah. because with the billions of people in this world, our stories are going to have similarities. Yeah. And I think the cool thing about this program is what I envision 10, 20 years from now, all these stories by kids that are written and some being published, but a kid from a white neighborhood could write a story right here in Georgia and there be a kid from a black neighborhood in New York and they write the same story. Oh, wow. And I, I can see it happening. And then you just see yeah. how like we're all the same. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just that we have a different outer layer, but everything on the inside is the same. Absolutely. All of our stories will, you know, in my opinion, they they they're the same. So 
That's awesome. I love it. You know, and that's the thing about human beings. You know, one of the anecdotes is things like racism are born, yeah. they're learned. So other things can be learned, too. Right. And reading is one of the best ways to do that. Exactly. Because the other thing, too, is that, you know, there's so many lies out there, you know, <laughs> and, you know, you, you can't depend on people to tell you the way things are. Yeah. You need to be able to go and read and research it for Absolutely. yourself, you know. And so that's what I'm hoping, too, is you you get these kids involved in, in reading now. And then when it comes to the point in their life when they're looking for that information or looking for the truth, you go find it for yourself in a book or uh, or write it yourself, you know, so. So Leap for Literacy Now is a, is a program that's getting started. You're on you're featured on a national talk show. You've kind of blown up over the last year. What's next for Leap for Literacy? Oh man. Uh yeah, so you know, I'm picking up momentum now. Um, I'm excited about the future. You know, I started this out of the backseat of my car, and and now I have a bus that was donated by a good friend of ours, Zach Brown. And um, now I can just see it. You know, my hopes is to take this nationally, to be able to, you know, have reading roles in every state, and yeah. and and empowering kids to to be kind to one another, and empowering kids to share their stories. So right now, it's on a local scale here in Atlanta. Yeah, but the goal is to take it on a national level and I'm taking steps to to get to that point. Well, how can people listening get involved or help out or even get their kids involved in a program? Yeah, so uh, if you want to get your kids involved in a, in a program, we just started our Summer Share Your Story program, and this is a national program. First 500 kids to sign up, it's free, uh, and they get an opportunity to write with a chance of getting their book professionally illustrated. Oh, so wow. we're going to professionally illustrate one kid uh, book this summer. Um, so there will be programs that you can go to our website and figure out how to get your kid involved in. Uh, and the website is uh, leapforliteracy.org. Uh, Leap for Literacy is we're a nonprofit and we depend on charitable donations. So you can go to the website and donate or you can text 44321 and then text leap lit and then that'll let you um, donate on that aspect. Well, Stan, thanks so much for coming on. I love what you're doing. I can see the big smile on your face. You're wearing a T-shirt that says Be Kind, which is a part of the program, and I know that you fully embody that. Um, You know, if we can support you, let us know, and uh, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Man, it was a pleasure to be here, and thank you for giving me an opportunity to share my story. Reading is more than words on a page. It empowers us through knowledge, enriches us through imagination, and connects us to an infinite timeline of people and stories. Stan Tucker is a true proud American. To hear more stories like this, visit foxnewspodcast.com and be sure to check back next week for a brand new proud American story. I'm Johnny Joey Jones. Thanks for listening. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.